you are able, please stand for the soccer national anthem. The Guard of Honor, are you guys in place? Thank you. Los Blancos are walking in. What, what can we do? <laughs> they did it again. Their 14th Champions League. How can you stop these guys? Mbappe doesn't want to come? No worries. We'll win the whole thing in your crib. You're going to see us lift this trophy at your house. Get, hey, man. Get down to lay down, man. What they say in state property? It's Real Madrid's world. We all just live in it. Man. 14th Champions League. Can you believe that? The next closest is AC Milan with seven. <laughs> Man, it's amazing. Real Madrid, they did it once again. They've won their, what, fifth Champions League in eight years? Something like that. It's wild. Can't believe it. <laughs> but I can believe it because... If you read my article on worldsoccertalk.com last week, I'll try to put the link in the pod. I wrote about how in the last 10, 12 years that pragmatic play, counterattacking football is more successful in the Champions League. And if you look at the teams that have been dominating the competition recently, they don't dominate possession. Like, Going into the final, Liverpool led the Champions League in position in possession with 63%. Real Madrid were 14th with 51.2%. So you knew this was going to be a clash of styles. Liverpool is aggressive. They have one of the best front lines, if not the best in the world, with Salah, Mane, Jota. Diaz and Firmino all at their disposal. But, hey, it didn't matter, bruh. <laughs> Thibaut Courtois had the greatest Champions League performance we've ever seen in a final. Nine saves, that's a record. I believe he had 59 saves in the whole tournament. That's another record. So, I mean, he had not just one match. He had the greatest Champions League performance we've ever seen by a goalkeeper. Shout out Jamar. The only Real Madrid fan I know, he said, you got to show Courtois love for being the best goalie in the world. And yeah, I have to agree with him. Sure, Ederson and Allison are better playmakers, distributors. But when it comes to shot stopping, it has to be Courtois. His frame, his size is what, like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. That allows him to, and he's agile. He has great reactions. So it's like... <laughs> You don't know. You can't get through. It's like Spider-Man, bro. You can't get through. And he was on fire. Like, Salah played well, but, hey, just couldn't get the chances. Mane had a great chance in the first half. Courtois blocked it. It bounced off the near post. And luckily for them, it stayed out. Like, Liverpool were excellent. They played well. But it's just Real Madrid. They know how to absorb the pressure. They know how to hit people on the break. Vinicius took that away like hey this is the great thing about one of the great things about Mbappe not coming is that Vinicius continues to develop and grow in his best position the left wing if Mbappe came then Vinicius will probably 
he would have to go to the right. Because Mbappe, he is versatile. He can play on the left or the right. So it would have been interesting to see how they would have done it. But I think if this is the best thing for Vinicius, his development, for him to continue to be the number two guy in the front line. Sure, Benzema is getting older, but he's still a productive player. He takes care of himself. Luckily, he hasn't had any serious injuries. So I think he can still play at this top form for a couple more years. And Vinicius is going to continue to ascend. I'm not ready to call him a world-class player, but he's almost there. He's played well domestically. They won La Liga. He played well continentally. Hey, they won Champions League. Now I want to see how he does in the World Cup. That's how I judge world-class players. You have to do well for your national team and those competitions. You have to do well for your club and your league and in Europe. So. Vinicius is definitely on the way. I was talking to some homies before, and I think, yeah, this year he's the fifth best winger slash, you know, wide forward in the world. Number one, Mbappe. Two, Salah. Three, Mane. Four, Son. Five, Vinicius. I got to salute Liverpool. They had a great season. You know, they were going for the quadruple. They didn't get that. They ended up getting the FA Cup and, you know, the Carabao Cup. They finished one point short of, you know, tying the league or two points away from winning the league. Didn't work out. Tried to get Champions League. Didn't work out. But it was a great season. Looks like Sadio Mane is looking at the front door. He's ready to rock. Salute to him. He's been a great servant for Liverpool for almost a decade. He's won everything with them. He's one of the greatest players in the club's history. And, hey, maybe he's the favorite of, to win African Player of the Year over Salah. We'll see. But back to Real Madrid because this is about the winners, you know. Carlo Ancelotti, I got to give you props. Now he's won the most Champions League titles out of any manager. He's won four. Um, three. Zidane has three. And that was also with who? Real Madrid. <laughs> And who was he an assistant under when they won in 2014? Ancelotti. Who else also has three? Bob Paisley. Liverpool legend. You know, so, hey, it's tough, man, for you to... That competition is a different beast in the league. You have to play a different way, just like I mentioned in my article about how in possession football in the league, it works because, you know, the teams that have the most money are able to impose their wills and in the length of a season, 38 matches or 34 if you're in the Bundesliga or in the Dutch League, the talent will always rise to the top because if you have the most talent and you have the ability to impose your will on the opposition, you'll win the league most of the time. Because in the league, Real Madrid was second in possession. But like I said, in the Champions League, they were 14th in the Champions League. And Chilati realizes, hey, you have to play different ways in the Champions League to get the success. Sure, do you want to play silky, sexy football and score three, four, five-plus goals every game? Sure. But, hey, it's all about doing the hard work to win, and that's what they do. So, Ancelotti, you got to give him his props. He's the only manager to win four Champions Leagues, and he's the only manager to win in each to win the league in each of the top five leagues. He also won two Champions Leagues as a player at AC Milan. So, hey, 
He's a legend in football. Is he a top five manager in football history? Uh, it's close. I mean, I wouldn't dispute anybody that said that. For me, I still have, he'll probably be like six, seven. I have number one, Fergie, two, Pep, three, Renus Michaels, four, Cruyff, five, Aragosachi, and Chilati's former coach at AC Milan, six, Mourinho, and seven, Ancelotti. But, hey, if you want to say Ancelotti is top five or top three, hey, I don't have any dispute with that. He's done a lot of great work for a long time. You look at where he was a year ago. He was at Everton drowning. <laughs> he wasn't the first option or the second option for Real Madrid. But he came back. This was supposed to be a transition year. And they did the double, man. So you got to give him props. I also have to salute Luka Modric. This man is amazing. It's about to be 37, I believe, and he's still playing at a high level. Casemiro, balling. Cruz, balling. Salute to Marcelo. You know, his last game with Los Blancos, he didn't get to play, but hey, he got to lift that big ears at the end. He's a legendary player for the club, one of the greatest left backs in the history of the sport. Hey, man, it's just serial winners, man. And then also, look at this. Cristiano leaves Real Madrid. That was supposed to be the beginning of the transition. Since he's left, they've won two league titles and they've won a Champions League. So that shows you, as great as he is, he was playing with a lot of great players who were able to, you know, fill the void because you can't you can't really completely fill everything Cristiano can give you as a goal scorer. But they were able to spread it out a little bit. Benzema stepped up. He won his first Pichichi Award in the league for top goal scorer. I think he also might have led the league in assists as well. So Benzema in this time in the last three to five years, he's improved his legacy vastly. He's one of the greatest players of his generation and one of the best strikers ever as well. If you look at everything he's done, we have to see that he's going to win the Ballon d'Or. Not that I care about awards because awards don't matter. Like you see the nonsense that happened in the Premier League. De Bruyne, player of the year, Premier League player of the year over Salah, when Salah just led the league in goals and assists. Hey, yeah, I. Right. Phil Foden, young player of the year for being, what, the eighth best starter on his team? When Saka had to carry a squad in Arsenal and almost got them in the Champions League? Yeah, I, right, but hey, that's why I say awards don't matter, guys, because it's nonsense. It's too political. It's too dodgy. So we need to start our own awards. Maybe coming soon, man, the Dannys. Maybe the end of the year we'll have an award show for pop culture, music, sports, you know, whatever I'm interested in. I'm going to just start giving away awards. Why not, man? Why we always got to look for the white man to acknowledge us? But, hey, that's another story for another day. Speaking of white, shout out to Real Madrid once again. Hey, they did it. And now you look at their team, they still have... The veterans that are producing, but they're, you know, bringing in the young guys. Camavinga, he was balling this year. Rodrigo, he's a problem. You look at what's going to happen. Even, hey, they got the young homies like Kubo. We see they're going to buy people in the summer, too. They have to retool the team because it wasn't just about, hey, we missed out on Mbappe. Let's just do nothing. No, they're going to be aggressive. They're trying to get... Um, Arulian, excuse me if I don't know how to say his last name yet, Tushimeni from 
Monaco, he looks like he's going to be a great replacement for Casemiro down the line. So they're going to continue to retool. We'll see what they do in their attack, what they do in the... Oh, yeah, they have Antonio Rudiger coming from Chelsea. That's going to be a great pickup because now you can have Alaba and Rudiger as your center backs. Militao rotating in and into the team. So that'll be great. So next year, it's not over, man. Real Madrid is not going away. They won number 14 in the Champions League. They won their 35th La Liga title. Both are records. You know they're not stopping, man. Florentino Perez, the my boss of football, he is hungry. He wants more success. And when you have that desire, you have that drive, you have the pool, the history of Real Madrid. Hey, they won the first five Champions Leagues. Do y'all you... <laughs> know how that happened, guys? All right, so I'm going to give you this quick story before we end. All right, so in the mid-50s, the best player in the world is Alfredo Di Stefano, Argentine player. He also played in a few other countries like Colombia because at the time, um, the Argentine league was not a pro league. So Barcelona had a deal and agreement to sign Di Stefano from River Plate, his club in Argentina. And somehow... Some way, Real Madrid scoop, bro. <laughs> I think they got him on the airplane and said, nah, you got to put on this cocaine white. You ain't playing for no Barcelona. There was a big dispute. They took it to court. FIFA had to, you know, decide what happens. And then they've gotten agreements that, like, he would play three, four years with Real Madrid, then, like, three, four years with Barcelona. But eventually, Barcelona was like, hey, man, this is bullshit. So they sold the rest of their fees for, um, they sold the rest of their shares to Real Madrid. And that's when we have the Los Blancos dynasty, the first Galactico, Alfredo Di Stefano. He started this movement. 1956, 57, 58, 59, 60, they won the first five Champions Leagues. At the time, they were called the European Cup. And you see the dominance isn't stopping. Over 50 years later, there's still a problem. So, hey. Salute the Los Blancos, the kings of football. I wish Arsenal was like y'all, but hey, that's another story for another day. But we out, man. The last Dan. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Have a great day. Stay blessed. The kings. <laughs>